Figure the Mets leading the division was once 10 and a half. Now it's negative two. They just got swept in Atlanta by the Atlanta Braves. Gotta hate the Braves. The division is theirs. Congrats, but not really. I'm pissed off today. It's not over just yet. I know I'm Mr. Silver Lining and Mr. Brightside, but it's getting harder and harder to make sense of it all. The Mets were swept and the wild card is theirs now. Great. Congratulations. I'm going to rant about it next on Amazing But True from the New York Post from the Ocean Casino Resort. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Queens, New York. Mets take the field. So amazing. Welcome to Amazing But True, our New York Mets podcast on the New York Post. A huge crowd here at the Ocean Casino Resort as we record. It's Jake Brown, Nelson Figueroa. Let's just get right into it, Figgy. Oh, boy. I haven't been pissed off about this team in a long time. In fact, this has probably been the greatest season of my lifetime. 98 wins as they end the weekend. But unfortunately, they're in second place. The Atlanta Braves spanked them in the ass until it was red. They took out the belt and they spanked them. It was a disgrace what happened in Atlanta this weekend. You know, all you had to do was win one freaking game against these stupid Braves, against their Timmy Trumpet wannabe Contreras, their Timmy Trumpet, Timmy Trumpets, (laughs) Carl Ravitch, you suck. Enough of the ESPN broadcast. I hate this Braves franchise. Every year they seem to doom us since I was eight years old. Since I first became a fan in 99, they killed me in the John Rocker days. Kenny Rogers walks in the game-winning run. Every year, this Braves team, last year, they win the freaking World Series. And now, to start the month of October, all we said was win one, control your own destiny, sweep the Nationals, all is gravy. Instead, the Braves beat us. They beat our game one, our game two, and our game three starter. Unfortunately, Figgy, that's our game one and two, three starter in the wild card round. Because now it would take a Christmas miracle for the Mets to win the division. It'll take a Columbus Day miracle (laughs) for the Mets to win the division. They have to sweep the Nationals and the Marlins, who are selling tickets to Mets fans to come out. Well, they better pack that building and hope that Mets fans in Miami, Miami for Mets fans, actually work. Because we need the Braves to get swept by the Marlins. This turn for the worse. This was an unacceptable weekend for the Mets. And yes, we're still in the playoffs, and I'm still aware of that. And I'm excited for the wild card. Sounds hope like we it. can do it. And now wild card banner at City Field 2000, 2016, and 2022. This this team might win 100 games, but if they're going to have to beat the Padres or the Phillies, then they're going to have to go to L.A. and beat the Dodgers. And then we'll see after that. Maybe go back to Atlanta and get revenge. It'll be a great revenge story. Mm. But I'm fed up at this weekend. As much as I love the ocean, this was a disgrace. I would love to say that you're wrong about something that you said, but you're... I spilled Diet Coke all over myself. <laughs> 
he's a blubbering mess. No, I, I, I have to agree on all fronts, but I think it happened way before this series. This series, they got outclassed. They got outplayed. And the Braves are one of the best teams at home, if not the best team at home in all of baseball. And there's a reason for that. Did you see that fan base? Did you see that crowd? Did you see that energy in that building? The Mets looked like they were defeated even when they had the leads. You looked on that bench. It didn't seem like they were very confident in what they were doing. And then the starters were going out there and giving up the leads. And then you saw guys that you normally can count on, like Bassett. Three walks is all the Mets starters gave up, but they did give up six home runs. So they tried to challenge them in challenge counts, and it bit them in the ass. You know, DeGrom punches out 11 but gives up three runs. That's normally good enough to win, but it's not good enough to win playoff caliber baseball if you don't score three runs to tie the game. That's been the problem with this Mets team is not only did the starters not show up, but this offense, you're talking about two runs a game other than today, which was three. That to me is inexcusable as well. They had opportunities. They had chances. They couldn't capitalize on it. Charlie Morton was against the ropes as well. First and third, nobody out. And he got out of it. He made big pitches and then continued to make big pitches. So I think all in all, yes, you're probably looking at the wild card. I still have a silver lining for you. I know you hate when I talk about it this way. You know, the Dodgers are going to get five days off. They're going to be sitting back and watching some baseball, getting some rest. I understand that you get some rest and you get that big of a break. It might take a little bit, might be a little bit of rust. It might be a chance for the Mets to pounce on them and continue to beat up on them, but it's going to take them handling business the right way. Starling Marte missing in this lineup, as you can see, is a huge game changer for this lineup. I'm looking for something to throw. I was looking (laughs) for an empty water bottle or something I could toss. (laughs) The wild card is great and all, and I still predict the Mets are winning the World Series, and they are probably going to win 100 games. But, man, just beat this stupid tomahawk chop mother effers one time. Remember the Nationals? They were the wild card, and they won the World Series. Oh, my God. I mean, it's something about this stupid France. They've been dooming us. Since the Reagan presidency, was he even ever president? What year was he president? I don't even know. In the, in the 80s. In the 80s. What, was that before you were born or not? Yes. Right okay. Right. Who's in the 90s? It's since Clinton. <laughs> since Clinton. Yeah, I wasn't good at history. I was a math guy, but I mean, yeah, a math guy. Hearts, are you listening to this? You enter this series, Figgy, and I'm good at mental math. My mom's a math. Teacher. So wait, I'll give you math. I'll give you math. Here's, here's some simple math. You're going to say you should have beat the Pirates. You should have bit this, bit this team. Beat, beat, bit. We're biting and we're spanking. Everything's happening. I, I get it. <laughs> but all I asked for was one win. I really was confident they were winning this series. But DeGrom, Scherzer, or Bassett, yes. you're like, all right, you're winning two out of three. Yes. Freed beat them. Wright beat them. And Charlie Mother F and Morton beat him. Yeah, he I just mean, got an extension. He was feeling good. Two runs, two runs, three runs. As much as people you saw on Twitter, people hating on Degrom, people hating on Scherzer. Oh, Degrom, I've had enough of him. I'm not bringing it back. <laughs> he struck at eleven, had a good start. The offense is to blame in this series. You can't. Everyone's like, oh, Buck did this, Buck. They just did not score. They did not produce. They had to be perfect. The starters had to be perfect. And when I say perfect, not just the starters having to be perfect over five innings, the starters had to give them seven, eight innings so that you can just hand the ball over to Diaz and he can shut the door. That's the recipe for success that the Mets have to, you know, bank on. But at the same time, you have to score runs. You have to fight back. You have to find ways to do the little things. I didn't see base running. I didn't see the the speed that we talked about that they added in the offseason. Mark Canna, he he looks lethargic. He looks a little bit slow right now. Escobar carried the Mets over all of September. It didn't transfer over to October as of yet. Vogelbach, who had a great two for two to start out his night against Charlie Morton, 
inexcusably, he gets replaced by Francisco Alvarez. And we'll get to the Alvarez saga because I, I have a bone to pick oh. um, with Alvarez. Well, not without. And that was an exciting Tyler. start to the weekend. It's like Alvarez, uh, Mets, Braves, buckle up. Yep. And we yep. buckled up and we <laughs> crashed. This was an accident. I hope you have good insurance. So but let, me go back to, let me go back to the math that you have to understand. So in my lifetime, the Braves won 14 straight National League East pennants. 14 straight. How many World Series did they win? Uh, one. Yeah. How many did they go well, to? I was a young, young lad then. I was alive. How many did they go to? Uh, they went to like three. They went to three. I remember the year. They went to three. That Nin- was it. 95, 96, they 99. Were, out of the 14 like straight that. years that they won the National League East, they only got to the World Series three times. It's not as easy as you're making it sound like all of a sudden just, hey, hand them. The Here's keys. the problem. The Braves have two titles in my lifetime. My team has zilch. Zero. At least you're not, not like the Yankee fans. Uh, we got 27. No, no, you don't have 27. Your yeah. grandfather had yeah. 23 of the 27. Mine's two. I was negative five and negative 22. <laughs> I mean, come on. I, I understand. Is it panic time? No. Is it a reality check? Yes. An absolute reality check of this series because you looked all the way around and there were no answers to be found, especially in the bottom of the lineup. Right. Especially the middle line. There was no one to drive in because no one got on. What's your Alvarez beef? What do you got? My Alvarez beef is very simple. It's you waited so long to bring this kid up and to keep him eligible for the postseason. I get that. That's cool. But at the same time, when you brought up Vientos, you should have brought up Alvarez so that he could get his feet wet and not have. Well, he was hurt. That's uh, the problem. No, 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 no. But the, the thing is, is that they could have brought him up as soon as they brought him back. They could have brought him up. And it wasn't about getting him the at bats. It's just being acclimated to the playoff atmosphere, to being in front of bigger crowds, bigger fans. He wasn't playing in front of huge crowds and 30, 40, 50,000 people down in AAA. No matter how well he was doing, he had never heard the uh, Atlanta Braves chop like he heard it. And they were all over him. He was outclassed, overmatched. His at-bats, just you could see him smiling sheepishly because he missed pitches that he could have gotten to. But here's the difference between the big leagues and the minor leagues. You don't get a second chance to get that pitch again. And he didn't capitalize on the pitches that he could hit. He swung and missed at, you know, he had three strikeouts and the eight at-bats, but he just looked overmatched. His last at-bat was a little bit better, but it takes some acclimation. It takes some time. So if you thought he was going to be a factor, you brought him up, even if it was in a rehab kind of thing where he gets to just hang out and be around just the, the crowd, the fans, being around his teammates so they could talk him through the mental side of what to prepare for. You know how much he probably knew about Kenley Jansen? What he saw on MLB The Show. That's how much he knew about Kenley Jansen. We all knew he had the cutter. We all knew how nasty his stuff was. But he never in his wildest dreams thought he would be facing him with bases loaded in the ninth inning. That was not the time to keep him in the game, to hope that he could be the hero. Yeah, that was a mysterious move by Buck there. And then to pinch it with Naquin right after that, I'm like, I get it. You want to give him a challenge, but not in the weekend. You need to beat the goddamn Braves. (laughs) Everything about the franchise, their fans on Twitter suck. They're freaking Timmy trumpet impression sucks. Hey, 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 we won that one, though. Diaz. Dansby Swanson, shave your beard. God, I got so nothing mad. for him. I just don't like him. You're so mad. Marcel Azuna, go drunk to drive again. Oh. How many 
guy, you loser. Ah, flag on the play. Guy. Come on. And that bomb hits a homer like everyone's hitting homers. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah. Okay, so here's another here's another bit of math for you. So the Braves Truist Park. What's the Bra- stupid name? Truest. The Braves lead all of baseball in hard hit percentage. Two chain stadium. The Braves lead all of baseball in hard hit percentage. You know what that means? They square up a lot of pitchers, even the best ones. And they at a 34.4%. That's how consistent this lineup is at hard hit percentage. Hard hit percentage is what everybody is looking for from their lineup. You know where the Mets rank in that? In hard hit percentage? Zero. 26th. Yeah, that's not good. 26th. However, you know how the Mets play the game of baseball. That's about putting balls in play, beating the shifts, having runners moving so that there's some kind of, you know, flow to the game and that use the athleticism of the players that you have. That was not there in the, this series in Atlanta. And they'll go back and they'll watch this and they'll go back and they'll figure out what could they have done differently. This is where you have somebody like Buck Showalter who are people calling for his head. Yeah, you're going to hear some people saying some of the wildest things. And some of these are our colleagues and some of these are our good friends who are all over Twitter and saying, burn it all down. Um, Alvarez is a joke. This front office is terrible. You know, they didn't add this. They didn't add that. Hindsight is 2020. And I used to love this about being on SNY and being an analyst. I was never wrong. I can't be wrong because I'm talking about it after it's happening. While the moment that it's happening, when you think what you're looking for is you know, those moments where like if Alvarez did come through, what do you say? His first hit was the biggest hit of the season. And Base it, is loaded. I thought that was going to happen. Yeah, I was like, and, excited everybody, for and everybody did. And everybody was hoping for that. Now, if you were really to play the percentages and just go by what the index card says, that's what we're used to seeing in those last two managers, right? The index card. So you're hoping that this leads to bigger and better things. Uh, sometimes you lose the battle and you still can win the war, Jake. This is where experience and wisdom comes to play. Starling, save us. Starling, Marte, are you watching this? Save the Mets. Starling, come back, you jacked, handsome prince. You six-pack, chain-wearing, beautiful man. Save the Mets. Come back. Games one through three will be at City Field Friday through Sunday. Oh, good. I didn't have any plans. Looks like I know where I'm going, huh? Here's All right, so let's lay out the situation here. So the Mets, let's just say the division's over. Friday, City Field. I imagine you throw Jacob DeGrom. That's another thing, Figgy. This blister. Mm-hmm. Is he going to be ready for Friday? His last few starts have been not unacceptable, but just not good. Not Jacob The DeGrom, Oakland start's unacceptable, but, like, he wasn't terrible against the Braves. Dealing with the blister. Do you throw him out there? Because you're not throwing him out Wednesday. The only reason you throw him out Wednesday is that the Marlins magically beat the Braves twice and you win twice. And then it all comes down to Wednesday. Those are four o'clock games Wednesday, I think, across the board. Yep. So we'll see how that plays out. But that's the only way you throw him out. Do you throw out DeGrom Friday, Scherzer, Saturday? Because you have to align it too, where they're ready for game one on Tuesday. So it's the first team of two. So if they each win one, you got to get Saturday, past, get past the first Sunday. series. What do you do? How do you line it up? You get past the first series and then you, 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 do you throw the ground game one and yes. set it up and yes. then Scherzer two. Yep. One and two. Bam. So let's see Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Then you're not going to have DeGrom unless you put him on short rest Tuesday. So game game one of the NLDS, and we're looking far ahead here, but just setting up the scenarios. It's a three-game series for the wild card, the first yeah. wild card. So, so you got to hope you games. win one and two and there's no Sunday. Correct. And then you're off Sunday. If not, you're in a tough situation where game one of the NLDS, you might have to throw a Taiwan Walker or Carlos Carrasco. No, I think you would... It's, that's how it sets yeah, up. Yeah, if, if you had to go to Bassett game three, but you're hoping you go one, two, bam, you have the day off, and then Bassett opens up as you're... Well, say game. you don't. 
Say you don't. I mean, worst case scenario. You're you're in doo doo. You're in deep doo doo land. <laughs> I mean, game one is going to be Taiwan across. Game two is going to be Degrom. Then you assume game three is Scherzer. You get the day off for travel in between. Right. And listen, the Mets also just lost out. You got to factor this in. They're not going to have home field in the NLDS. They're going to have not have home field in the NLCS. They're not going to have home field in the World Series. Yep. It's setting up for the ultimate comeback story and the ultimate revenge story. It's setting up for Buck Showalter to get you know, a statue outside the stadium because this run to a world series championship just became a lot more difficult. You are now the road warriors through this whole, after the wild card through this whole ride. And, you know, we'll see if they're built for it. I think they are. I think they have the manager to do it. I know I've been negative, but this has still been, you know, maybe the best season of my life. They've given me so many fun nights, fun games, fun storylines, but this weekend kind of like brought you back to earth. Like, these are the Mets with it. And I know this is the new Mets deep going, but like it brought you back to be like, these guys are human and they need Starling Martin. Now uh, that that's exactly what you see. You can see the deficiencies right away. You can see how the Braves were clicking on all cylinders and any mistake that was left over the plate got hit hard. Even the outs were hit hard. You saw that. I mean, it was it was really a big difference between even the the outs that were being made, the hard hit balls all around the ballpark and the soft contact that the Mets had, the the, the easy outs, the lazy fly balls. Those things came into play. And, and it's just the, the style of baseball and the way that the Braves have done it this whole season. And when you have the back end of that bullpen with now you have Iglesias and you have Minter and you have – uh, Kenley Jansen, you have three closers, guys who've that experience, three closers that are going at the back end of your, of your bullpen. You know, Seth Lugo ran into another barrel tonight. Uh, you worry about that. Trevor May isn't really the guy that you, you know, had hoped he would be and then come back from his uh, surgery. So th- there's a, a big, the biggest thing I, I will go back and say that people on Twitter are going ham about is the bullpen help. The Mets did not go out and get bullpen help. And I think that's really inexcusable for a franchise who was planning on going deep into the playoffs. Well, I think what they were thinking was, hey, we have our three starters, our three frontline starters. We'll throw the other two guys in long relief. And you even have a McGill to, to put in relief. You know, he wasn't sharp. It's his first time coming back up. Peterson, who looked pretty good, throwing, topping out at 96. So you can have now you have three, four guys that you can use as middle relievers that you counted on as starters. And then you can get the ball try to get it to, you know, of of course, the best closer in baseball, but he's also been the least used closer in baseball over the past month. So that's a concern. And that's why he pitched in tonight's game. I know you were saying that. What is he doing in the eighth inning? Well, he's in the trumpet on trumpet crime is what you had there. Well, he was able to win that saxophone and a clarinet. You would have the Trans-Siberian freaking orchestra in Truist Park, a stupid stadium name. Well, at at the end of the day. At the end of the day, it is what it is. You can't go backwards. All you can do is you learn from those mistakes. You learn from these experiences and you move ahead and you say, now we have to handle business. If they don't handle their business and finish out as strong as possible and then get themselves in, a, in as good a position as they possibly can. Yeah. You you look at it as a disappointing end to the season. But if you look at the Braves in the second half of the season, since June, they are the number two ba- number two team in all of baseball. That's are number three. In national, I'm sorry, in the National League. So you had the Dodgers, you had the Braves, and then you have the Mets. They played top three level baseball. It's not like they, pardon my French, 
the bed because they didn't. They've played very, very now good. You're baseball. making hearts use the bleep button. Now you're adding time to our edit. Mm. Thanks, thanks, no, baby. Hey, I, I had to drive two hours to get, get on the video. Press a you could have said crap the bed. You could have said dump the bed. Uh, you could have said poop the bed. If I say craps, you might think you're betting and you're losing more money. So oh, here we go. <laughs> I can't even play craps. I'm terrible at that. This is the time to get it all out, get it all off your chest. Because you know what? I know where you're going to be on Monday and Tuesday. And tell me you're not. Well, I have tickets. I wish I didn't buy them. And I said, I said, pack the building Tuesday and Wednesday against the Marlins. Yeah. You know, they didn't. I wouldn't blame Mets fans for not going this week. I mean, these games don't really matter unless tomorrow. Now, if the Marlins win Monday and you win Monday, then Tuesday becomes interesting. Mm -hmm. And then if, you know, the Marlins beat the Braves Monday and Tuesday and you win Tuesday, then Wednesday I say, yeah. You know, pack the oh, building now, just just in case four o'clock, get... take off work, you know, but it's I don't see that happening. Like, like, can Josh Beckett come back for the Marlins? Josh, who else? Yeah. Can Josh Johnson pitch for the Levon that... Hernandez? Well, can... Levon Hernandez yeah. and Eric Gregg being the umpire so he can have the big strike zone. Can we get Levon Hernandez, Josh Beckett and Sandy Alcantara for these three games pitching for the Marlins? Like, please save us. The Mets at this point look like they would take on the Padres. Here's what, how it lines up. The Phillies have three games against the Astros in Houston. You don't expect them to sweep. No. The Phillies lead the tiebreaker over both Milwaukee and San Diego. So Milwaukee looks like they might be toast. They face the Diamondbacks for three. They would need to win all three, and the Phillies would need to get swept by the Astros. That's not crazy. The Astros are a great team. So that's possible. But the Padres have three against the lowly Giants. So essentially they win three. They clinch the five. They win two. Good chance they clinch the five. The Mets are two and four against the Padres. They've pretty much gotten spanked by the Padres this year, Figgy. In June, they won 11-5, but they lost 7 nothing. Yep. Then they lost 13-2. After the All-Star break, they lost 4-1, 2-1. And then if you remember the Sunday night game, they won 8-5. They're two and four, and they're gonna have to come to City Field, and they beat us two out of three. I know regular season that's July, you know it's you know the pre Degrom days is a different time and era, but this is a Padres team that went all in at the trade deadline. Yes, they did, and who many people still believe could go on a World Series run. This is not who you want. You want to face the Phillies, who you beat fourteen times. You went fourteen and four against the Phillies. You just beat the uh, Brewers two out of three last week. That's a team you could beat. But you're going to go up against the one team you haven't beat and who had a pretty good damn trade deadline. And if they end up losing, and I think they'll win, but if they lose to the Padres, you're going to hear it. You're going to hear, look what the Padres did at the trade deadline. Same thing and that happened last year. And look what the Mets did getting Naquin, Vogelback, and Michael Givens. Like, you saw it. Iglesias, Michael Givens. Iglesias, <laughs> Michael Givens. I mean, you know, you're talking about the 99 Yankees and the 62 well, Mets. Well, that was another thing, right? You saw that graphic during the during the broadcast about I think there was 11 players that the Braves added to the World Series championship roster that wasn't on the team last year. Um, you saw what the, what the Mets did and the Mets did. They went early. They uh, what was it? Cyber Monday where they uh, or oh no, it was Black Friday and then the, the Cyber Monday where they went. And they got all three of those players. They got Marte, they got Canna, and they got on a Cyber Monday, the November. November. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. You don't remember that? Are you being online shopper? <laughs> Add kicking in. You see that hearts even from there. You said Cyber Monday. So after the Mets did that, you know, was there ability to do more? Of course, there was. Uh, was there things that they could have, would have, and should have done? Now, in hindsight, of course, you're going to say that. But this team again is winning a hundred games. It's very difficult to sit there. Now it comes down to executing over these short series. And again, I think the Mets line up so well against anyone. 
They have to pitch better. They have to hit better. They have to play better baseball. They have played better baseball for the majority of the season. For 90% of the season, they have played better baseball. At least 90% of the season, they played better baseball than they played this weekend. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What was the movie? Was it Billy Madison where he grabs the kid's face and squeezes it? You're going to be Starling Marte and I'm going to (laughs) squeeze your face, Figgy. This is why you're not allowed around kids. That's a lot of thicker, hairy beard is greasy. Do you you use lotion? Ah, use oil. All right. Duh. Well, anyway, save us, Starling. They miss this guy so much. Yes. You know, just his presence in the lineup changes everything. And you're asking for rookies in Mark Bientos, Francisco Alvarez, a 230 hitter in Tyler Naquin, a 230 hitter in Daniel Vogelback to try and save you. Marte, we don't know what his status is. We're hoping he's back. And the other part of this that, you know, we're not factoring in is because they're playing one day earlier, Monday, Sunday, four days earlier. That's four less days for Starling Marte to grip a bat. Mm-hmm. You need him for this first round series against the Padres in the, in the wild card. So that's four less days. The question is, will he come back? Does he play hurt? You got to factor in, does he make the wild card roster? If he's not able to play at all, you're not going to have him as a pinch runner with a hurt hand where he could hurt his you know, hand again, sliding into second base. There was somebody what do you like do? That. Yeah, there was somebody like that when the Mets last went to the wild card in 2016. I can't remember who it was that they kept him off the roster. And everybody's like, how are you keeping him off the roster? You need him. It's a one game. And it was like, ah, they can't. They can't activate him. They don't want him to get. Well, that's one game versus three now. Right. So now it's, thank now God it's three. it's three, too, because if you throw DeGrom out there after he's been pitching, I mean, the Mets fans being cardiac arrest. At least if you lose the first game, you can win the next two and you're good. Yeah. And it, it, again, these, these series, these, these short series, it's such a, I mean, you're playing the best of the best. You're being focused on every little thing is known about you. The weaknesses are going to be exploited. There's usually not a lot of runs scored in these games. So you have to execute. You have to have top, tier defense and the Mets have done that all season long. They have gotten better in defense. They've got better at base running. They got better at everything, but a lot of that came in one package and that was Starling Marte. So can they do it without him? Of course they can, but it makes it a lot easier. It makes the lineup a lot deeper. It makes the defense a lot stronger. You're not having Naquin in right field. You're not having, you know, to, to worry about, you know, who's going to run the bases. Cause when Marte gets on, it's a game changer as far as, Pitch selection, what that hitter is going to see. That hitter is probably going to see a lot of fastballs away because guys don't want to try and block a ball and try to throw out Starling Marte at second base. And when he's on third base, they definitely don't want to try and block sliders in the dirt because even if they do block it, he's quick enough to score anyway. So that kind of speed, that kind of, uh, I would say, uh, aggressiveness, aggressive base running, that's something that the Mets have kind of shied off of in this month of September. And I think it's something that they desperately need to see back. That's why you love Terrence Gore so much, because he is a game changer with his speed, but they don't have the ability to let him play and get four at bats. It's going to be these other guys that are really going to have to start. Nimmo's going to have to start running more. McNeil's going to have to start running more. These guys have to show a little bit more athleticism. And Buck is in an interesting spot this week because, you know, Monday you play balls to the wall. 
But if the Marlins, if the Braves beat the Marlins on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday, you got to consider just resting guys because the games mean nothing. You're locked into the four if the Braves win Monday. You know, if the Marlins win, then Tuesday you manage like normal. But Tuesday and Wednesday, I don't think there's any reason to like, I'd give Lindor, especially because you have a quick turnaround Friday. You know, you're not going to have to travel because it will be in City Field. And that that place better be raucous on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because, you know, it, the Dodgers are next. Mosh pit. I, start a, I had a mosh pit at Luke's wedding yesterday. <laughs> we, you know, Philly Wob came on in Drake's verse. We we went crazy. That place better be rocking. But like Tuesday, Wednesday, don't you have to consider? All right, Lindor, you're getting a day. Alonzo, you're getting a day. Nimmo, you're going to get a day. Bucks going to have to manage this week Once, differently if the Braves win Monday. Correct, uh, absolutely. And I think that's that is what you're going to see is that it, it's got to be managed accordingly. And I, I think they're already five steps ahead of us when it comes to that. But, you might to start Trevor Williams on Wednesday. Like, you might just have to throw out one it, of the bullpen it, arms. It, 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 it is what it is. You're going to throw out somebody that you're not going to even keep on that playoff roster. Um, you're going to let them go take their lumps. You're going to let guys play that might not normally play. Terrence Gore might get a start just to, and I don't even think you would start him. I think you don't want him to get hurt if he pulled a hammy or something like that. So there, there's going to be variables that uh, again, is too many to factor right now. There's too many things to say. What if we tried doing the whole, what if just a week ago when we said, Oh, it's the Marlins for two. That's easy. We got a day off here, a day off there. And then, you know, the Braves and it's lined up to be a, a heavyweight championship fight. Well, you know what? They got sucker punched early and didn't understand how to keep up in the fight and go the distance. There is a reason that the games go nine innings. You have to go the distance and find ways to get to the their relief pitchers. Max Fried came out after five innings. So what happened the sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth? I knew Kelly Jansen happened in the ninth. Bases were loaded. They had an opportunity. They didn't capitalize on it. So uh, uh, there is some fight in there still. But this was a series where, uh, you know, again, the reality check shows. The reality check of of the, the deficiencies in this lineup or in this Mets team when they don't score three runs or more. Four runs or more, I, I know their record is unbelievable. Three runs or less, and you're looking at a team that sometimes just doesn't get it done. We need a Christmas miracle. And if it's not the Marlins route, we need the Phillies to sweep the Astros somehow, some way. And we need the Giants to somehow, some way <laughs> sweep the Padres. I would feel my blood pressure would go a lot further down than it is now if we're facing the Phillies because we're 14 and four against them. Yeah. I'm not worried about them. No. Bring Noah Syndergaard to City Field. See what happens. He'll, he'll probably find an excuse to play the next day. The next day will be on the golf course if it's against the Mets. Here's the thing. If they lose the wild card round, it this is. season is an incredible disappointment. Oh, incredible. It is. It is. It will be. It will. It will be. Again, you're looking at a chance. You have a chance to win 100 games. You have a chance to, you know, I think they, they, they've they done everything that they've uh, set out to do. And then some. We talked about it. What was our, our preseason preview? You, how many wins did you say? I think it said, what did I said, 97, I think. 97? You didn't go 97. I think I said 97. Oh, I didn't say 92. I, 92 would be a wild card. I, 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 no, it's Maybe. not. Maybe. I don't know. It's the baseball. Oh, I guess we didn't think the Braves would be this good. We'd 92, to, 93. And we also thought that we'd have the, to check the tape. More, it'll be more competitive. It would have been more competitive. Uh, the National League East. It wouldn't have been, you know, uh, what are the uh, Nationals out? 43 and a half games? I mean, you're looking at some ridiculous baseball being played in the same division and that's okay they lost 10 the series is 10 to 9 so they were right there on par with them they had a bad series take it on the chin 
put some ice on it and come back up on Tuesday and get the job done. We'll, we'll say this. I still believe you got to believe. I still think the Mets will go on a World Series run. Buck, save us. Offense, come alive. Starling Marte, get that hand better. Do what you got to do. See a chiropractor. See a chiropractor. I don't know what fixes hands. See a masseuse. Do something. Fix your hand. Get it right. Get the hand right. Get your hand ready to go. Could you stop making that motion with your hand while you're doing that? <laughs> get your hand back in action and get <laughs> on the field. We need you back in this lineup. And the Mets, I still believe, go take care of business this week and you know, ride high into the series with whoever you're playing. It's looking like the Padres. God, I did not think I'd have to look at the wild card standings. And, and here Soto. I am watching all sorts of and scores. Soto. Watching Soto. Juan Soto. Oh, no. <laughs> Now I'm not going to be able to sleep. He hasn't. He hasn't. He hasn't done well as a Padre, and yeah, that well, that scares you anyway. Which because... means he's going to hit seven home runs in three games. There that's that's how it is. Well, you know, tough series, a spanking, a sweeping. But figure we enjoyed our time here at the Ocean Resort. I keep calling it Ocean Resort Casino. It is the Ocean Casino Resort. Beautiful sports book. You have so many TVs, lots of action. You got blackjack, roulette while you're watching these games. Uh, it's a nice spot, huh? It's not bad. I'm not a big gambler and, you know, you wouldn't catch me here by myself just driving down the AC. It's my first time in Atlantic City. I, but I it's luxurious. If you say so. I, I, it's, I, it's nice. It's a nice hotel. It's nice it's a know. nice hotel. You walk around. There's plenty of places to Good eat. Food. Had some uh, Wahlburger today. And, that was and that's like the lowest level food. Hey, hey, hey. I get it. Yeah. He, Figgy had the low level food. I ate high level food like juicy steaks, colossal shrimp. Oh, here we go. Beautiful American that's, cut. That's because you're a gambler. Big, big, you're, big, big shrimp. You're a degenerate gambler. No, no, no. No, you came in and they're like, hey, Jamie, you're back. <laughs> That's oh, not true. Give us, come to Papa. Give us the, our money back. I do the Here's, pennies. You know how bad it is? They gave Jake $150 when he checked in. And you know what the happened? They didn't do that. No. What happened with the $150 you got? It's not. They don't give you cash. It's just to eat. It's, no, just, it's just for food. And it's for a piece of piece of steak and shrimp. Do we want to do a Spanish Academy trip? There's uh, only one word. Sweep. Swept. Swept. I feel like we did this already. We probably did a few years ago. What was the other word that we said earlier? This, this one is forgot. Well, what is this? Swept one? is barrido. Bar burrito. Not this burrito. Is burrito. Chipotle. Yes. No, that, that's a hundred dollars. That's what you spend it on burritos. Yes. Barrido. Barrido. Oh my god! I remember they, we did this one. Arts is like shut up already. Arts is enjoying the Giants yeah, Bears game, and Giants are three one. The Jets are two and two. <laughs> Uh, catch me happy for, uh, i hate the braves i oh, hate them man. i hate everything about the franchise all right well we'll close out amazing but true next conspiracy theory Just all right figgy that closes whatever the hell this episode is amazing but true. i don't even care about the goddamn number uh our new york mets podcast on the new york post thanks to the ocean casino resort ocean resort casino oh casino resort Start over. thanks to the ocean the atlantic the pacific and the resort for having us. <laughs> I can't swim, so I wouldn't survive in the Atlantic or Pacific. Thanks to you, Jake, and to Andrew Hartz for producing the show. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We remember find us on Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts. Also on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. I don't remember who we are. At Amazing But True, at Jake Brown Radio, at Figgy NY. I have nightmares to those lines. I have scripted them like no other. Well, We'll likely be back Thursday to preview the wild card round. Oh I, I can't believe we just got swept. I really can't believe it. Well, 
We're still going to the playoffs, and we'll have a playoff preview, a wild card preview edition of Amazing But True coming up Thursday as the Mets look to beat the Padres or Phillies or wherever they play. At least it'll be home, and we'll have our fans rocking behind us. Should we close out the show with the Let's Go Mets, or are they not deserving? Oh, my God. Really? I guess we're going to the playoffs, so we got it, right? We're in person for the first time in a while, so let's see if we could get this in unison. Three, two, one. Let's go, Mets. Wow, that? that was Counting perfectly in unison. Thanks, everybody, for coming. Woo! Thanks to Ocean for having us. Peace. Imagine like Chick-fil-A. The Mets are like Chick-fil-A. <laughs> they're, they're, they're always off on uh, Sunday.